Welcome to the Plutonomics Podcast with Lori Cammie and Barnaby Levin. The word Plutonomics means the study of wealth. It's our mission to educate, to help clients think about their goals and how they might benefit from working with an advisor to achieve them. But more importantly, it's to make sure our listeners understand both the pros and cons of any issue so they can make informed decisions and increase the odds of finding the right answer for them. You see, it's not who's right or wrong, but knowing there are no disinterested parties or unbiased opinions and that where you sit depends on where you stand. The challenge to making good decisions is to start by questioning one's assumptions and to break free of our prejudices because the truth usually lies somewhere in between. There are always two sides to every issue, both of which have merit. Our last podcast, titled What I Think I Know, Lori was out and I had free reign to share my thoughts, both on the Fed and the importance of the upcoming midterms. Today, it's Lori's turn. Today's commentary is focused primarily on the midterm elections on November 8th, which is just around the corner, and what outcomes may already be priced into the stock and bond markets. Also, what if there is a surprise outcome? Comparisons with this year's sell-off have already been made, with everything from the dot-com boom and bust, the 2008-2009 credit crisis, to Jimmy Carter's hyperinflation from 1977 to 1981, when Paul Volcker finally stepped in under Reagan to help end it. Nevertheless, with the S&P down 15.3% in the first half year alone, it ranked as one of the worst starts ever. The bond market has fared worse than at any time over the past 40 years. And with the NASDAQ down recently 34.5%, well, that combination, according to Bank of America, is the worst performance in 100 years. Regarding the election, many people make a living recommending what stocks to buy based on a Republican or Democratic Congress with a Democrat or Republican president. But the truth is, except for the very short term and in most extreme cases, they're wrong more often than not. The stock market does tend to prefer a stalemate when one branch is politically more heavily weighted to the opposing side which in fact is what Barnaby said he's hoping for, to preserve a system of checks and balances against, say, too much spending or too much taxation. But Dan Clifton, a well-regarded economist at Strategist, he studied the one, five, and 10-year periods after every midterm, and regardless of the combination, he found that any near-term volatility or uncertainty inevitably paled over time compared to the cyclical nature of business and the economy itself. In addition, John Gerard and Dimitrios Thamakos of the University of Athens looked at every six-month period in the history of the Dow Jones, going back to the Dow's origin in 1896. Again, with this year's sell-off in mind, they found, after almost every six-month span, with losses of this magnitude, the Dow was higher three years later, by an average of 23.3%. The truth is, economists are more concerned with the combination of inflation or stagflation, or as Barnaby said on the last podcast, the threat of a wage-price spiral. 
These are what economists are more concerned about than on who's elected. At this point, however, food and energy, which aren't typically counted in core inflation, have risen so much they're spilling over into everyone's pocketbooks, exacerbating the divide between the haves and the have-nots here and overseas, to the point where it may cause destabilization in economies and possibly governments, and in the process cause another credit crisis, like the Latin debt crisis in the early 1990s, which, by the way, is what Noriel Rubini, sometimes known as Dr. Doom, predicts, it will happen before this year's lows are reached. In the Latin debt crisis, then-Treasury Secretary Nicholas Brady had to step in, save our banks by guaranteeing the sovereign bonds of the major Latin American countries, loaning those countries funds to rebuild their own economies. In the process, their interest rates got as high as 12 to 14%. Then, during the Asian crisis in the late 1990s, interest rates spiked again, this time in the U.S., to 10%. And soon after that, long-term capital management, a famous hedge fund, best known for the two Nobel laureates, Merton and Scholes, who founded it, collapsed. It was Warren Buffett and most of our major banks floating enough capital to stabilize the credit markets to provide enough liquidity so we were able to avert a real recession. That could have been as bad or worse than the one in 2008. The point is this. While we can learn from history by studying the past and to some degree understand what the future may hold, many if not most of today's investors, have never lived through the booms and busts of the 70s, the 80s, and the 90s, or maybe even the early 2000s. And if they haven't, especially after the last 10 years of low or zero interest rates, well, today is pretty scary. Similar to past crises, we have some of the biggest deficits in history, energy shortages, especially in Europe. Inflation is rising faster than wages and the possible reality of a Cold War turning into a hot one. A couple of differences this time are deglobalization and continuing supply disruptions in key manufacturing centers, including China, which just recommitted, from our perspective, their awful zero COVID lockdowns. Again, according to a Barron survey, the last nine months have landed the traditional 60-stock, 40-bond portfolio in the top 10% of worst results post-World War II. And according to Reuters, the S&P 500 has recorded daily gains or losses of more than 2%, 39 times so far in 2022 versus only seven times last year and 44 in all of 2020 when COVID first struck. Wide swings like this happen when there is great fear and everyone is invested in the same things. Bank America has a famous fund survey which recently revealed the highest cash levels since 2009 and 2001. And as we discussed in one of our podcasts earlier this year, this seems to be the beginning or the end of capitulation. 
But if you're looking to invest for three to five years or longer, it's already creating opportunity. So the question today is the midterms and whether or how much to position our portfolios based on a win by the Republican Party or the Democratic Party. As investors, all that matters is the economy. And while whoever's in office may matter when it comes to both social and economic policy, it's only how it affects the economy that matters to global credit and stock markets. For now, in my opinion, the markets are concerned about war, inflation, and recession. And only the fear of losing one's own job is yet to become one of the uncertain outcomes especially if there is some sort of surprise. Recent polls show the most likely voters are leaning 49% Republican to 42% Democrat, without regard to age or access. But because millennials and Gen Z tend to lean Democratic and are seen as less likely to vote, that is where we may see a surprise if they do. But for those investors who can look out three to five years, I'd say, start investing now. Unfortunately, perhaps, areas of interest, no matter who wins this election, will continue to be defense and energy, but also perhaps less traditional, more innovative things like robotics and automation, as immigration and birth rates are not enough to replace the aging baby boomers because they're retiring. If you're already retired or spending down your savings, inflation is hurting. And serious consideration must be given to preservation of capital. However, even though tips haven't worked this year, inflation protection from this point forward may over the next three years or so offer a return in line with the CPI. In years like this, where almost everything is down, take losses because they can be accumulated at the federal level and used to offset gains in years ahead. But now's a time to reposition and with your long-term money, with the drop we've seen, it offers the potential of a meaningful upside in companies that can withstand recession, have strong balance sheets, and offer a dividend. And maybe some gold for those who are more conservative. Or, for the brave, Bitcoin. Well, there you have it. Lori's update on the markets and the midterms. I'd be remiss, however, if I didn't offer at least a few thoughts in response, because it sounded like all you think I want is a stalemate, which isn't true. If Republicans win the House, it is true that any legislation would need broad GOP support, 60 votes in the Senate, and Biden's signature, which does mean that any meaningful change is unlikely. But it also reduces the odds of things getting worse, which to my mind is a major plus. As you said, tax hikes would most likely be off the table, especially for corporations. It would lower the odds of further regulation, on tech, for example. And it would give Republicans more leverage in must-pass bills to force, for example, more oil and gas leases on federal lands so we could return to energy independence, which, in addition to lowering prices at the pump, 
would help us replenish our now depleted strategic oil reserves for the day when we might need them. And maybe, just maybe, we might be able to redirect some of that money now being allocated to hiring another 87,000 IRS agents towards protecting our borders, cracking down on smuggled fentanyl that killed more than 100,000 of our kids last year alone, and giving our police, who clearly put their lives on the line every day to protect us, the resources and support they need so the bad guys can't do whatever they want. Well, thanks for listening. Both Barnaby and I hope you'll share this with family and friends so they can enjoy it too. This is Lori Cammy and Barnaby Levin for the Plutonomics Podcast signing off. LK Wealth and Asset Management and LCK Wealth are a group of investment professionals registered with Hightower Securities, LLC, member FINRA and SIPC, and with Hightower Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor with the SEC. Securities are offered through Hightower Securities, LLC, and advisory services through Hightower Advisors, LLC. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities. No investment process is free of risk and there is no guarantee that the process or investment opportunities referenced herein will be profitable. Past performance is not indicative of current or future performance and any investment opportunities referenced may not be suitable for all investors. All data and information referenced are from sources believed to be reliable and any opinions, news, research, analysis, prices, or other information contained in this research is provided as general market commentary. It does not constitute investment advice. Neither LK Wealth and Asset Management, LCK Wealth, or Hightower shall in any way be liable for claims and make no expressed or implied representations or warranties as to the accuracy or completeness of the data or for statements or errors contained in or admissions from the obtained data and information referenced. The data and information are provided as of the date referenced and such data and information are subject to change without notice. This document was created for informational purposes only. The opinions expressed are solely those of LK Wealth and Asset Management and LCK Wealth and do not represent those of Hightower Advisors LLC or any of its affiliates. 